0: What's up, everybody? Hello, hello, welcome to the Shiro Show. Welcome to the Shiro Show. It's Friday. Yay. <laughs> I wish I could say yeah, It's been a busy day for me. Wait a second. Did we actually start a show without any audio issues? <laughs> I'm probably muted in the chat. Somebody no. just type in muted just to mess with Dave. I just think like, I, <laughs> I think you're actually not muted, uh, although my phone is still not giving me like all the chat. That's I, I, this this uh, they need to fix the app or whatever. Phone sucks. Phone suck. Phone app sucks. Somebody type something and I'll let you know if I see it. Um, how's it okay, going? I see it. Uh, so you're you're tired. I'm tired. Yay, we're tired. Well, you know it's th- this weekend's been very. Uh, oh hey night. Yeah, uh, that's this week's I got been very crazy.
1: Um. Excited for it to end, but yeah, it's been non-stop action-y. I,
0: I, I know, I was writing up an article too, uh, this morning. So we were both writing up articles frantically, and I needed to get one, I needed to get it up on RetroRGB and on our site, and um, and I was looking at like, I thought that the, the BT, the Saturn BT adapter was supposed to release in July, and then when I read uh, Dan's article again, and I was like, I did a double take, I was like, oh wait, late June? <laughs> Damn it, I really need to get this mm-hmm. this article out right away, you know? So otherwise it would kind of be pointless. So yeah, I was like doing that this morning and taking care of the kids and yeah, it's been it's been quite a day. I'm glad So I'm sorry, ba- Daddy's busy
1: trying to write up articles for a website.
0: Well, it's okay cuz I got him uh Tears of the Kingdom, so he's been he's set, you know. He's just He's been, all it he up. just been zoning out, yeah, into that. Yeah, like he he got he got so far in Breath of the Wild and then he just kind of quit. And uh it was like he got he needed to beat what is it, Rudania or whatever, and then he needed to, you know, beat all the Ganon's. And I said, "Look, if you if you beat Breath of the Wild, then I will buy you Tears of the Kingdom." I was going to buy you beat it. Breath of the Wild? Yeah, like the next day, like all of a sudden, that was like all it took, you know. <laughs> like and then it took Did it- you buy in Breath of the Wild? Yeah. Yesterday. I in Tears of the Kingdom, sorry. Sorry, I, bought, I brought Tears of the Kingdom yesterday. I, truth is, I was gonna get it anyway. Uh, I just was kind of waiting because I don't have any time to play it right now, so I didn't no, want to just it, yeah. get it and have it sitting on the shelf. But yeah, no. Uh, he finished it. He finished Breath of the Wild like immediately, and yeah, I kept my word. I got him Breath of, the, or I got him Tears of the Kingdom, and now he's stoked. So, uh, and also, yeah, uh, Wednesday was their last day of school. So, yay for the kids being home and having to do daddy daycare and stuff but uh we've got some guests nice we've got some guests in in the chat with us which we should mention we uh, do have guests do we we got our boy derek a team the uh mr dreamcast <laughs> he's he's, dreamcast he's forever i don't know he has like 12 I, different names he's my dreamcast guy
2: mr mr derek b2b here on with my good old shiro buddies thanks for having me and you brought a you friend a
0: spe-
2: yeah I did bring a friend guest-
1: from the uh from our sister site the dreamcast junkyard we got lewis
0: nice how's
1: it going lewis how's it going hey, Louis?
3: Th- hey guys yeah um it's 11 o'clock here, if that's any yes. consolation to you guys being tired. <laughs> you know, so I'm it's gonna a troop bit, it out. It, 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 yeah, we
1: have, yeah, we have no complaints now. You, you just
0: made me feel a dang, little better. You now. Yeah, no, I know. I, <laughs> I always really appreciate folks from the UK uh, joining us in the stream. It's, uh, We really appreciate the, the love, but I also appreciate the dedication of staying up that long, you know? Like, every once in a while, the Sega guys join us, and I'm like, yeah. Feel free, you know, come on and we'll chat, but uh, I feel sorry for them because they have to stay up quite late.
3: Oh, it's a pleasure. I love what you do here at Shiro, so yeah, <laughs> happy we, to be here. We
0: love what you guys do at the Dreamcast Junkyard. Um, exactly. I We're swear. we like, Dreamcaster
1: Junkyard podcast fans. Yes, absolutely. I don't know, what the, I don't know what the terminology is, a dreamhead. head, uh, a yeah. <laughs> dream pod head. Yeah, I don't One know how two. I
0: don't know how the folks do it when they cover like every Sega platform because it's like we we just go hard on Saturn and I always say like if if I wasn't doing this I'd probably be uh trying to write articles for the Dreamcast Junkyard or, or what, you know, cuz we love the we love the Dreamcast almost almost as much as the Saturn, but it, I don't know, it's really hey, close. Speak for yourself, Dave. Speak for that, that, I will that, speak that, for I don't myself.
1: I think I ever told Lewis about I don't think I ever told Lewis about the idea of why we start, why I started the, why I messaged you about it.
0: Because he said that the, they were already somebody was already doing a really good Dreamcast uh, podcast, yeah, so was there like, wasn't just a point. I want to do
1: what the Dreamcast Junkyard does because I like them Men a lot. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think they're going to let me on their podcast, so I'll just start my own.
0: Well, no, you you said there's no point in doing anything Dreamcast related because they all they already too, do yeah. it better than anybody. You know what I mean? Like it, there was no point in trying to duplicate that. Yeah, they already... I don't want
1: to like follow them. It's like it's like impossible because it's like yeah. they get all the best guests. I mean, they got Bernie Stolar for for God's sakes. Rest in peace, of course. I know. Well, that was they yeah. even that got was... the haircut, dude.
0: <laughs> but anyway, thank thank you for joining us from the UK. Uh, we yes, appreciate it, and thanks, Derek, for everything. You know, over the years, I, I Derek's been with us fr- since the beginning, just kind of like hanging out in the chats in the Discord, and like before he was. <sighs> he before he started like doing all these projects right and then uh you just kind of he just kind of slipped into it one thing led to another and now like how many games have you worked on now it's a lot eight eight nine yeah do i need to start disclosing that in articles that i worked on games with
1: you or because i didn't do that i probably should have done that but i forgot
2: i think you might have for bo well, cotton mentioned it um, but yeah, I do remember those early days of the Shiro Discord. It's so funny. I've told a yeah. few people. I said I remember when I first uh, popped in there, mm-hmm. be lucky if somebody would post a message once yeah. every few days.
1: Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. And it's
2: night and day difference. And that was 2018, I think, or maybe 2019. There's well, I
1: remember when you hopped in too. When did you like start you, the Discord? 2017.
0: Because it, oh. it, well, we... it
1: was it was open in 18, I think, is
0: when we. No.
1: No, 2017,
0: because oh, no, we actually started recording the podcast through Discord with you. Oh, no, me, I know that Kay. I know, like when we opened it to the public. Oh, to the public. Okay, well, okay. Was that maybe that or 19? Maybe that. Yeah, it was 18. Then it was 18 because it was really <laughs> early. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I remember that. I was like driving to North County still back then, and we were doing the we were doing the chats when I was stuck in traffic, and I just think it's funny that. It's just normal folks, you know, uh, members of the community that love playing games, love these systems. We end up getting uh, kind of like falling into these projects and just going really deep with it. And like here you are all these years later, you've worked on multiple games and kind of made a name for yourself. And I think that's really great, you know, so huge congrats on on that. And I can't uh, wait to see what you're going to do next. But today we're going to talk about a really special game you've been working on for a long time, so exactly i'm i'm happy to talk about it uh, i honestly i, I mentioned
1: an article but i think it's probably your magnum opus of fan translations for the moment of course i mean we don't know what you have in stock but yeah we want to talk about nakaruru a uh, very interesting game well, by uh, Basie. Basically...
0: <laughs> no i was just going to say said. did yeah. you want to do did you want to do like uh, updates first cuz we don't, we oh, don't yeah, really we do have we yeah. only have two things to talk about in the news and nakaruru is one of them so uh, we're pretty much going to spend the whole time yeah. talking about it. Did you want to just go over, like, what you've been up to lately, sure. or was it just uh, uh, busy sure. week, just, glad I, it's over? <laughs> uh, I, th-
1: I think I just want to say that I, I realized when I was talking about the Dreamcast ch- po- uh, a dream pod, I inadvertently made fun of another pod. I, I inadvertently must, might have insulted another podcast, which is actually quite excellent, the Dreamcast years podcast. Oh, yeah,
2: really yeah, Very yeah, excellent yeah. podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. I completely forgot about that, I was like, oh, no. I'm sorry guys, I love- I love- I love it. Andrew Robinson's awesome. Mhm. Cool- cool bro. Sorry about
0: that. Love y'all. Any- any games that you've been playing or any other updates at all? Or is oh, that it? Oh, uh, oh no,
1: that wasn't it. That- just during the thing. Uh, I didn't do my update yet. Uh, pretty good. I've been playing, uh, getting Warhammer ready, uh, making my lists, uh, painting some stuff up, putting figures together, getting ready for 10th edition, which mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited for. they they just dropped the amount of points for each army Uh, today so i'm just going through lists i don't know if any y'all in the chat do warhammer 40k at all but i'm pretty excited for it my roommate, roommate not as much she's a bit disappointed with uh the addition but i'm like it's all it's all good it's uh to me i'm i'm new to it so i'm not really used to all the addition changes yet so maybe it might be bad i don't know i haven't played a game yet so we'll uh we'll have to uh see for sure for shiro but besides that uh yeah, just trying to play Breath uh, Tears of the Kingdom, but had no time, so.
0: Is that a Freudian yeah. slip? Breath of the Wild? What? You keep saying Breath of the Wild for Tears of the Kingdom? I mean, I'm does that honest, suggest that it's, it essentially feels like the same game? Just like an expert I'm gonna
1: be honest. This is gonna be a hot take. Bre- uh, Tears of the Kingdom is just a glorified Breath of the Wild expansion pack. It just got level building. I'm sorry, people in the chat that like
0: it, but. To me, it seems like a to me it seems like potentially a more realized or fleshed out version of what breath of the wild could have been you know like if they had just yeah. released tears of the kingdom first cuz it's got all these like you know it's got more crafting it's got more you know it's got some really really interesting mechanics and i imagine if they just had had it there at day 1 you know it would have been it's kind of like clockwork night and clockwork night 2. there you go i i I was able to transition yeah. it into Saturn, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I mean, it's good though. It's good from what I've, from what I've seen and played so far, um, you know, it's solid. It's just, you know, running on 2016 yeah. hardware, so.
1: Yeah, oh, oh no, 2000, probably, no, it's 2016. Oh yeah, it 16, that's right, that was when it came out.
0: I know what uh, I'm talking about!
1: <laughs> oh no, I, I can't, I couldn't remember when it came out, I thought it was, I thought it was the, the Switch, right? Wasn't it 2016? No, sorry, the Switch is 17, the Switch was 17. Because it was right after the, after the election of a certain president in the United States. Right, right, okay, right there. Okay.
0: Oh, but it was. I was thinking of the fact that Breath of the Wild came out on the Wii U in 2016. Yeah. No, that was 17. It came out Out the same
1: day. Because yeah, I remember that. Well, now I feel like an idiot. Oh no, it's all good. It's so close to those days. It's I don't even blame you. Like, it it like came out like that April of 2017. It was, like, right after the... Because my friend went to E3 in 2016 and saw the right. Breath of the Wild then, and he said it was really good. He really enjoyed it. And I actually did a short-lived podcast called the 8-Bit Kitty Cast. That's, a uh, Honestly, I'd be surprised if anybody find it. It's probably off the YouTube by now, but we did a podcast on that. I'll see if I can find it right now, but... Mm-hmm. And we talked about that. We were just on the couch talking about it, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, it was... A, he really enjoyed it. Uh, and I think, uh... I think it was... Yeah, I can't even look it up. I'm just getting a bunch of... I like the 8-bit kitty cast. I'm just getting a bunch of... uh, A bunch of... um, Crap. Uh, Like... Oh, no, I found it. Uh, I was just getting a bunch of the... uh, The uh, K-pop bands or whatever, so... If you guys want to listen to it for whatever reason and hear early Patrick, uh, go ahead and listen to it there. Uh, I do not... uh, I do not... Pretend that it's a safe podcast, so I don't know if it aged poorly. So if it did, sorry to advance.
0: It's an old ass podcast. So, so mm, uh, cool I spent I spent most of this week testing what that. You? What are you up to? I'm sorry. It's okay. I, I'm trying to get to Derek because <laughs> I know that we want we want to cover that. But uh, I've I've spent most of this week uh working, obviously. But then if I've had game time, it's been you know testing the Bluetooth adapter, kind of putting it through its paces, seeing uh, what it can, what it can't. Um. And what else? Um, I it, it it escapes me. Oh, I, I crammed a bunch of. Uh, I think I said this last week, but I crammed a bunch of stuff on uh, that SD card for the the Mega SD that you gave me. So I've been playing a bunch playing a bunch of, a bunch of uh, Sega CD stuff, uh, having a blast with that. Oh. Got a, a new uh, SSD for uh, my son's computer, and now it flies. Like, it was having problems because it was a, a spinning hard drive, you know? So I just compl- did a new Windows install on there and got him uh, hooked up with uh, Pokemon uh, TCG Live. So that's interesting. It's kind of a oh, new... I thought you po- were say a bunch of illegally downloaded Pokemon ROMs. Bunch of... You know, no, 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 no. Uh, no, I'm not going to mess with that. He's
1: playing Pokemon Acerus Legends on the Switch emulator.
0: <laughs> No, uh, he had to migrate his TCG Online account to Pokemon Live. I don't know if you played mm. that yet. It's kind of a, it's I it, a little it, bit. It, it, yeah, it's like a new coat of pain. It's got a few different like quality of life things and and some different like uh, tournament mode, <coughs> different ranked modes and stuff like that. But anyway, <laughs> he's enjoying that. But now he's just completely playing, uh, you know, Tears of the Kingdom. And then uh, other or than IP that. Pokemon. Yeah, other than that, uh, not not a whole lot, not a whole lot. Um, somebody asked about the pillow. I you can't buy it in the U.S. I, it was actually gifted to me by Digi Valentine. Uh, it can be bought in the U.K. So if you are in the U.K., you're lucky enough to ha- be able to buy like a bunch of Sega and Saturn related merch. I think they have Dreamcast stuff too. So somebody somebody just shared. There's like a fanny Dreamcast fanny pack or something like that. That's kind of cool. Um, so I mean, of yeah. Breath of
1: the Wild One. I, uh, Tears of
0: the Kingdom. One I got. See, you know, James from Sega guys, he he says I was crazy when I was, when I was saying that there's like a great, I felt like there's like a greater Sega loyalty or greater fandom in the in the UK than there is in the states. Um, and he's like, no, I I I honestly think you're just dreaming that up. But I'm like, okay, but here here we are, and we don't have like a physical store that you can go to and buy Sega stuff, and they do, right? You know, so. Well, what,
1: what's Lewis's take on this? Let's hear what he has to say see he's a U.S. a UK and an Englishman person.
3: Um, the merch store is pretty good. I didn't know it was. Can, is it a physical store? I just got it off off a website, the uh, the Sega shop. But, uh, yeah. Um, well, somebody mentioned going thought, down to a yeah. physical.
0: Yeah, like someone on oh, Twitter. Maybe was somewhere
3: like... sells them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. So is it? Is that what is is? Is it like distributed to like third party shops? Maybe that's what they meant.
3: Um. Yeah, I just got them off the website. I've got the uh, the okay. pillow like you've got uh, right behind me, actually. but nice. yeah, It's uh, it's some good merch. But, and uh, I do often see a lot of people sad that they they can't get it where where they're from. So right. Sega need to need to do something about that. I
1: mean, I'm just you can just walk to any as the
3: Asda
0: store, just pick one up.
3: Yeah, well, that would be way cooler.
0: On the back, it says. Playgallery.com, play gallery.com. Play-gallery.com. This is like a Hong Kong company. So I don't know, maybe folks can buy it directly from there. Um, that'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Play gallery.com anyway. Um, but, but yeah, for whatever reason you guys have it there and we don't. And I mean, you know, that, that, I don't know. It could be in my mind. It could be in my mind again, but you also had a, had an official Sega Saturn magazine and we didn't. So, you know, I had a chip on my shoulder growing up. I was like having to import stuff from the UK, you know, because he, uh,
1: he, he was looking into uh, paperwork to immigrate to the UK to be the ultimate. Sega that's right.
0: Fan. That's right.
1: He was. Pre- he was like practicing a transfer a student accent. Exactly. It's like a. Uh, it's like Persona Five, except better. And by better, I mean good. <laughs> but anyways, no, I'm just joking. I love Persona. But uh, yeah, no, let's. I'm really jealous that they have cool stuff like that in the store and, like, cool cons, like... Yeah. I actually really want to go to play Manchester because I, I saw, like, all these cool videos of it, and it looks pretty sick. I mean, I guess we have PRGE, too, but, you know, it's not as... sega E. I can't meet the junkyard at PRGE, so... That's my only gripe. Well, I mean, I guess I could meet Brian from the... Yeah, no, I can meet Brian there, so I guess, technically, yeah, I guess... Technically, at PRGE, I can't technically meet people from this from the dreamcast junkyard so i guess you, yes i can
0: oh man i need a vpn or something like that this site won't uh will not load like not available in your area i really need to buy i really need to get one i need to i i need to i want
1: to go to certain sites that i can't access in other countries
0: yeah so well you can do like a do like a open source vpn with your router like just make like a freebie. You can't. Well, a lot of routers allow it. You know, it's a couple more hoops you have to jump through, but you don't technically need to pay for a VPN. Um, okay, so I mean, I guess you know we'll get right into the news. We can pull up the browser here and we can uh, talk about. on this article. I don't know. There's this guy here. Who is he? Patrick Traino co-wrote this article about. He's probably a, a f- not a fun fan person trans- not right. kind person. So there's this game. Never heard of him personally. <laughs> he sounds like a doucher to me. <laughs> what is up with this image right here? Her friend like H- Hokute. I mean
1: so Derek, uh he- I mean you probably looked up that character and you probably saw the other fan art of it. Or the other official art of that character, and you can see why I use that image and not that one.
2: This this uh this texture is right from the game, by the way. I was wondering where you got it. I I got it off another article. Basically, I looked up uh, what's that character's name. I should probably
1: pull up the article. To uh, the uh, the girl. Yeah, I looked up her image on the thing, and it was a very not safe for work image that was popping up on the Sega page. Japan. Yeah, yeah, and she's I was a little like, girl.
3: Is it is it the <laughs> one where she's got a sword? Is that the one you're thinking yeah, of?
1: Yeah, with her. Yeah, that has a a pretty short dress.
3: Yeah. That one. Oh, Louis, like the one from so the game. That, that, that's from the game. Yeah. It's uh, the game is incredibly tame, but for some reason they were like, right. this is the detail we need. Yeah. In those particular <laughs> sections.
1: Yeah. So I, I was hella, bu- I was like, because I was like looking at that and I saw, I can't put this on the website. So I uh, I was like, yeah, I forget. Yeah. I just used the other one. It looks kind of awkward, but I mean, it's better than that one that's on the website that I don't yeah. want cash to our website ever. So yeah.
0: Funny, so Pat has no problem making inappropriate jokes on live <laughs> TV, but but he uh doesn't want to publish that to our website. I'm just gonna give wanna chance.
3: I just want to point out that, that hocate in the future is ripped, man. Like, oh, check yeah. out that dude, dude. He's, he's
1: like, he's got like an eight pack,
0: <laughs> yeah so uh some babies. where should we begin where do we start derek uh how, well, we start? let me ask you this how did you even how did this even start like what was the impetus why, is the question obviously you okay. love dreamcast and you love uh japanese dreamcast games but like why this yeah, one? they're
2: all right <laughs> <laughs> um so i just finished is it a rainbow cotton which uh danthrax who's on here Uh, worked on for editing and and subtitle timing for the FMVs um, and at himself actually did the subtitling of the FMVs. I was just kind of um, bruising, I don't know, just the the Japanese exclusive lists. And the funny thing is actually pulled up an article. I think it was on, or not an article, but one of the wiki pages on Sega retro Mm -hmm. uh, for all Dreamcast games that supported keyboard And having done those two Evangelion games, I thought, like, I wonder if there's any other fun board games on Dreamcast that could be, be like, a quick little project. I saw this one, I saw that it was a visual novel that was more or less related to Samurai Spirits, Samurai Showdown. And I got to thinking, you know, I love visual novels personally. Um, Police Knots, the uh, game from which I take my (laughs) avatar everywhere. Probably my favorite game ever. And I love the format. And I thought, you know, there are no English language visual novels on the Dreamcast. Obviously, the Western gaming public didn't have an appetite for them back then. And on top of that, nobody's done a patch either. Just kind of said, you know, this actually looks like a beautiful game. And I researched it a bit. Started, obviously, you know, in the game apart to scope out feasibility, level of effort. I realized after like a week or so, I could definitely do this. I just need to make sure I have a dedicated team of translators and and editors, and get a little bit of graphic assistance uh, where needed. Um, and the rest is history. That was that was July twenty twenty one.
0: Okay, well, and,
2: I remember that. Uh, I thought, Wasn't it? Wasn't after? Col-
0: did we
1: do columns first, or was that Rainbow we did before that? I lost the order. Columns, Akura
2: Wars columns two. And after that came Rainbow Cotton. Okay, I forgot. It's been a while. A few little quick ones then and now. And right. So
0: the, so the, there were the quick ones that you mentioned, and then uh,
2: and this has taken
0: considerably longer. So I'm wondering, like, what kind of... Uh, is it just the, the amount sheer amount of content, or are there any specific challenges that you kind of ran into
2: with this? So in terms of, like, the duration of time it took to finish? Right, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, partially it had to do with just the body of the huge body of text. There's over 12,000 unique lines of dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, so the testing of each of the branches, as you know, right, visual novels, they, they tend to have all types of, uh, you know, different branching, branching paths, paths you can take. Mm-hmm. On top of that, there was a lot of technical challenges. I mean, I must have written— This ain't saying much when we talk about assembly language because it takes a few hundred lines to write just about anything. I mean, I must have written 500 new lines of brand new assembly code for this game just to to tame it so it played nice uh, for an English patch. And there was all kinds of weird little things. And it's the kind of stuff that, you know here in the chat obviously is well versed with, Oh yeah, I figured out the one text rendering function so I could make a nice narrow font. And it turns out the game uses like 13 or 14 other ones all over the place. And it was just hunting down stuff like that. Have fun. Uh, What you have up on the screen there, Dave, the um, scroll up the, uh, that's one of the mini games. Yeah. This is where the uh, keyboard really comes in. Uh, this is one where, in the original Japanese version, this basically functions as a basic mm-hmm. comma lesson where you're taking Ainu language, which is a minority language uh, from the Hokkaido region of Japan, mm-hmm. taking Ainu language, that's part of a uh, song that's very important to this game, you're basically uh, writing out the, uh, the Japanese equivalent, you know, standard Japanese language. Um, and there, that makes zero sense, translated into... A game for English speakers. So, this kind of shows a rudimentary version of um, what I was working on, which is a translated version of the Ainu lyrics at the top. The player then basically learning the phonetics, the Latin characters on the bottom, and then using that quote unquote keyboard down there. It might seem a little awkward, but uh, I really doubt there is a better way learn the lyrics <laughs> the right. game. there's really no better hack so it was it was weird stuff like this you basically um, just
0: use the syllables i i see that's
2: yeah yeah so that's like yeah. your basic um is it uh, I, I can't believe the the like terms Ro- are escaping me. like romaji yeah that's like romaji or hepburn or whatever right. i think it's romaji in this case yeah um this will work with a keyboard by the way so if you have a keyboard plugged in and you just really? type out those phonetics it'll work yeah wow. i tested Tested every possible uh, condition. And Dave, there was also just a lot of graphics work. So there's um right a lot of menus. Um, nothing was in English except the press start button message on the title screen. Well, that was an easy give. The huh. that? Even on that.
1: Start button. It's like, well, this, that's one less thing I have to translate.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I was, and I was happy I was able to match the font too. I said, if I can't find <clears> the <throat> font they used for that English text, I'll have to find one that's close. But I found it. Like five minutes, so I was able to kind of match at least what the original designers intended for the little bit of English that was in there. And then what you have up on the screen here, too, Dave, the the VMU mini games, not even games, they're applications, they're clock applications. Um, reverse mm-hmm. engineering the text coding scheme for these, and I could uh, make them in English. Uh, that was another one. There's four of them. Essentially, once you've got the uh, you progress through the game past certain points you unlock these um you get to download them to your vmu and it's just a little clock app and and there's messages from your character like hey there uh, my name is nakaruru you you don't have to call me miss nakaruru don't need to be so formal just stupid little like throwaway lines call me call me nakisan yeah. Chan, oh Yeah,
1: but my my uh one of my things that I I think it's cool that you could
2: use that for like a total of five minutes and your VMU dies. Oh yeah. I bought a sleeve of what are they, the CRC 2032s? Oh yeah. <laughs> I also have a rechargeable I have two rechargeable VMUs that I totally forgot about, so I ended up using those. Um, and then the last piece I'd say that probably took some time, what you have up here, Dave, the bonus disc, which yeah. people thought this was something that came with the original retail release. I didn't. What I did was I took the dream passport web browser um, <laughs> and I, I modified not just like the page that it renders, but I did a little, little assembly hacking on that too, to kind of make it better for, like a standalone little package, essentially it'll offer up a few things. One of them is a fully unlocked save. It's not unlocked in the sense that the story is now uh, completed and you can't start a new game. But what it does allow is uh, is the user to, or the player rather, to browse all of the extra content you start up the game, and you'll see this later, you go to Extras, there's actually messages from the voice actors, it's really cool, there's a, a art galleries, there's a music jukebox, and then of course, those VMU applications, those are also locked away extras. Huh. So on the bonus disc is music from the game you can listen to, a couple songs, um, and also the OVA episode here, so it was planned to be like a whole series. Kind of lined up with the game, it got canceled after the first episode. But this one episode has uh, lived on, and uh, you can play it on real Dreamcast hardware. So one of those uh, I hacks I had that... to do. And oh, sorry,
1: I was say I can imagine that. Uh, I imagine what the, uh, the state SNK was around that time. I can see why uh, it didn't go off the ground floor from past episode
2: one. Yeah, and frankly, it's not great. It's pretty cool, and the fact that you can pop it in, you know, pop in the disk or load it on your ODE on real hardware and watch it is pretty cool. And I was going to say uh, one of the little hacks was disabling um, the screensaver, Dream Passport, because if you were to actually watch this, after like five minutes, the screensaver kicks in because it's the 90s, and of course, we must preserve hosting on all of our precious displays. <laughs> <I want laughs> so find finding that these. function it was a pain in, pain in the ass. <laughs> Well,
0: uh, that's awesome though. I mean, that's, that's crazy. So you, you feel like it, you feel like it's, uh, completely finished. There's nothing that you're, there's not a oh. single thing that you haven't found.
2: Oh, it's not. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> okay.
2: hilariously the day after I released it i I put this in the readme on github i was like if you find a typo even though lewis and i played this game through like four times each if you find a typo submit you know submit it as an an issue to the Mm -hmm. repo and somebody did and it's such a stupid one we were missing the letter j and the word enjoy it's just just annoying annoying which is appropriate there's also one thing that's still broken um I want to like advertise it, but if you click on the GitHub link, right? I mean, just also don't want people to play this, not read the, the read me and go. You know, why is this broken? If you click on the GitHub link, there's a section called uh, Known Issues.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: The link is probably at the bottom of the article.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll take a look here. Uh, is it where the patch is? Release of the patch?
1: Oh, No, it's 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 uh, on the it's on the GitHub thing, not on. Yeah, the yeah. Article. So scroll
2: to the table of contents. I keep scrolling down. Oh. Okay. You click on known issues, because there's a screenshot. It's yeah. Uh, so this the here is issues. a the system will melt. The system will <laughs> melt. Uh, I wish not. Um there's this history feature. So this is like the only thing I, I need to fix still. It basically lets you scroll back through dialog instances that you've already experienced. Um not infinitely like uh since you've started the game, but since your last play session, since you've last booted it. It's really bizarre. Long story short, with the way that it has this whole text buffer work, and I just could not get it to do my bidding, so I left it in a non-crashing but visually disgusting way. So it won't crash the game. Looks like crap. It cuts some okay. of the text. The off. of us.
1: <laughs> so... Did you? Uh, did you ever fix the issue with the uh, the the um, with the dream DreamCon?
2: Think oh yeah, I forgot for that. about that. Yeah, that was, I spent, like, I remember telling Lewis about, like, I think I'm going to try to fix this. He's like, as usual with everybody else I worked with on this, crazy, (laughs) you don't need to do that. But um, on DreamCon, the Bluetooth wireless uh, controller chris at dream mods the same guy doing the vm2 right basically there's a kind of like a lack of better term a bandwidth issue on bluetooth for the maple bus getting v- vmu lcd data and button press data to stream like bi-directionally uh, very very cleanly to match you know one-to-one it's like if you use a wired controller so chris made a lot of concessions here and there um it mostly is perfect for this game literally in the main function that gets called like on every VSync, pushing a static vmu icon constantly so that's like one every I might know off the top of his head what is it one every 16 24 milliseconds is it is like uh, ntsc cycle? yeah oh it's insane it's just like bit banging the hell out of the 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 vmu right right They wrote some new code that basically says push the icon when the game boots, or if a person inserts a VMU for the first time. I also, I know what's the purpose it. of it. Yeah. As, no, honestly, dude, it's just it's just crappy boilerplate code from the Katana SDK. Like mm. I found it, the original examples. It's just in there, and they just copy pasted it and was oh, hit. No.
1: <laughs> really? That, that oh, that's wow. strange. Why they would do that? They didn't figure. Is it like they just couldn't figure that out, or it's weird? Oh, no, it's actually an
2: example one. Uh, it's not that uncommon. In Dreamcast games, to be honest, to just constantly push static icon data, even though you only need to do it once.
1: I think wow. maybe it's because it might be for like animated gifs, like uh, like you know in Resident Evil with the the VMU where it has the the, the life bar, which is fine, and it does the the check thing. Maybe that's mm. what it's supposed to be to push like each individual image, so like boop 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 boop, like in a gif. And maybe they thought, oh, let's, it has to be for the static image, so it's like it's like you know what let's just do it for an example for a gif and they just thought oh let's do it for static image because we don't know how to do it without it so maybe that's right. why they did that
0: yeah like maybe they're hard yeah it'd just be an, a, an example of them using the boilerplate code and being like well this works
2: so mm-hmm. <laughs> let's not and change to, it and to be fair why would it not work right. Do they say because one just day there will be a boutique <laughs> retro gaming product
1: right. be funny yeah with this. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't think they anticipate somebody making a friggin' Bluetooth controller out of it, out of their system, and having to yeah. deal with that information push, though. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's, that's probably exactly why they didn't care. It's like, well, it's it's up to standard and it works. No one's gonna do anything that needs this. Okay, bye.
3: Uh, right. Derek, you, you gotta tell them about the font,
2: man. Do it. Or just, just, like, enjoy, I mean... <sighs> Any decent patch obviously should have nice font, and you should not be dealing with like wide boy <laughs> shift JAS that's going right. to take up you know, tons of tons of uh, space. Originally, when I started the project, I hadn't really figured that part out, but um, you no know, Vincent NL who did the Rent a Hero patch or at least led that team. Right. Kind of showed me some methods for finding. Code uh like narrowing down in RAM where things like those tile width parameters are stored
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: for this particular game. And uh I ended up being able to modify all the assembly to basically, you know, give us a nice, nice half width font. It was a big, big deal, like internally in the project, because I only started developing these types of patches in the last, like, what, two, three years? So I've not been well, doing this for than that, I think, right?
1: You know, 2020—that's when you started. Because I remember we did the, the taxi. No, the yeah. Eagle one was the first
2: one. Then he did. Yeah, yeah. The taxi. It's like a lot I you. don't know. And, and <clears throat> you know, when I started this project, I think I've come a long way. But uh, Lewis, like Lewis is saying, it was a big deal. <laughs> like when I finally showed them screenshots of it working, it was like, holy shit! <laughs> oh my god! Wow. You don't want to release something that you take this long on. That's such a beautiful game that deserves. It deserves polish. You don't want uh-huh. to see it have like a subpar font, 22 pixels wide. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Tiles. Yeah, so is, it, is,
1: this, is this technically the first Dreamcast Junkyard sponsored pod, uh,
2: patch? Or? I mean, definitely the first Dreamcast Junkyard associated one, I think, Lewis, right?
3: I guess, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, first yeah, of many. I,
3: um...
0: <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, Derek has his own, like, section on our site anyway, because he's had that many articles written about him, so... There you go. (laughs) It's
1: called called the Derek Collection. It's just doing a thumbs up, and it's just, like, Derek-approved articles. There
0: you go. So you had uh, Marshall Wong and Dura Lumen Mm -hmm. doing the the translation for you?
2: Yep. So Marshall... um... Put out an open call for Japanese to English translators. Marshall was the first one who answered, and you know, I was pretty upfront with these guys. I said this is going to take a long time, and you no, know, I, I really don't want to see, see anybody hop on just to hop off like a few months later. Right? He really showed a lot of resolve. Um, as his name suggests, he's, he's Chinese Chinese Canadian, but his, uh, his wife and uh, children were both Japanese born and spoke Japanese. He had lived there for a number of years, so he was really proficient. And then Dora Lumen came on. He's actually a professional translator, lives in Japan, and translates uh has done a lot of fan translations of manga. Um and he he's tremendous. Like the the script like really took on new life. I'm sure you'd agree Lewis with, with Dora went <sighs> on. Yeah. Um he,
3: he just kind of spotted things that like maybe we had kind of a good translation and then he'd come in and go, actually it's I would say it like this and we'd all be like, Oh my God, how did we ever have it another way? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. He, he, he was, uh, he's so, um, just detailed with like the, the, the minute details I say. Um, yeah, he, things, yeah, he's you know? pretty, Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's tough, especially when you have to not just translate language, but also like context and uh, you know, like things that are based on you know customs or uh, holidays or things that we don't really aren't really familiar with. So, was there a lot of like localization
2: going on here? Oh man, if there's so not only is there your typical you know uh, Japanese to English going on, but this game, like I mentioned before. Uh, yeah. or maybe I didn't really, uh, maybe I didn't really establish it well enough, but it, it takes place with the Ainu people, you know, mm-hmm. so it's a uh, kind of one of those minority ethnicities in Japan. So not only is it your typical Japanese to English, but there's tons of Ainu terminology. It's a, mm-hmm. it's basically a dead language. I mean, there are, there's people studying it. There's 90 year old people in Japan who speak it, you know, wow. but beyond that. It's really not, uh, you know, it's hard to find a lot of good resources. But we did find some good online resources for it. So there was a lot of localization there, um, and some of the things, you know, you just really can't localize. So all we tried to do was teach the player, you know, what these words meant. Like you're going to see this word all throughout the game. Let's teach you what it means. You know,
0: is that exactly. I knew it's, it's like educational. And now, is that a yeah. culturally? Is that a thing that it runs throughout the Samurai Showdown series? Her, yes. Just, just her. Okay, so everyone in that series has kind of like a different background, and that's just hers. That's like the village.
2: Believes. Oh, I mean her, her sister. I'm not,
0: that, I'm not like that huge of a Samurai Showdown fan that I, that I know that. I mean, uh, I wasn't aware. But okay, so uh, interesting. Interesting. Well, that's... Uh, at, least, at
1: least from the, the games I play on the Neo Geo, I don't remember hearing anything about that, so. Yeah. And that be an extended universe thing.
2: I think her outfit. Like if you were culturally Japanese, you might recognize her outfit as being a mm. tale from something you'd see with those people with that ethnic group. Right. Okay. Other than that, I'm not sure they ever really harp on it mm-hmm. by the actual fighting game. I'm. I knew BTW. Like I don't think so.
0: <laughs> but Samurai Showdown yeah. itself <clears throat> kind of leans into like Japanese antiquity, right? Like it, like older. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. Like an
1: Old yeah. feudal Japan style game. And exactly. What's what I found interesting about about the about researching is that it's not actually the first uh, uh first Neo G or first SNK property that has a visual novel based on it. That honor would actually go to uh, King of Fighters: Kyo on the PS One.
2: Hmm. And I guess saw that in your article. I had no idea. That's crazy. And it got a Spanish translation. <laughs>
1: exactly. In 2013, I didn't even know anything about that. And Neither. you know it's, it. It's like maybe we need to get some of that. Let's get get some translations going. But but yeah, it's just fascinating, like just researching and more and it's like that and was sadly was actually the last one they released, like an actual story based, like expand the universe, uh visual novel style game. Afterwards it's released the S and K dating games on the D S where it's like you're dating all like the, the fighting characters from King of Fighters and stuff, so it was a bit of a sadness and this game actually it's Really unique, and I really think it's really cool that they have that. But it's kind of sad they just got rid of that concept because they kind of expanded a little bit upon the the Kyo fighting game, but the Kyo uh, visual novel. But that one was more like a, a fighting game almost. This one's straight visual novel and just talking, which I think is kind of interesting. So,
3: right, it's definitely very different from Samurai Showdown the game, right? Like <laughs> as far exactly. as um, you know, it's not exactly like action packed. It's very kind of slow and uh thoughtful i suppose um but yeah um and a lot of, not a lot of people know about this game really it's it, 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 i suppose it's translations like like the one we've done that kind of introduce people to the existence of something like this we had so many people who were like what like they made a game about all about nakaruru so it's it's great to that people are finding out about it because of this
1: exactly and i think it's really cool that people can actually experience it too because i think that's one of my favorite things about dreamcast is oh you think you know it all even with saturn it's like you think you know everything and that's like you find something you don't have no idea it's like what is this and why is it so amazing it's like how have i missed out yeah on all these years
0: it's true that's true there's a Very lot true. of <laughs> a lot of games who, that just kind of Fly really really low under the radar unless unless you happen to speak a little bit of japanese and you've kind of delved into them uh for for a lot of folks that just like stick to you know youtube uh you know basically scrubbing through youtube videos to see like examples of every game and you see something that just is super japanese text heaven you're like okay well i'm never going to be able to play that right (laughs) you know so you just scrub past it you know and it's like things like that kind of get uh they kind of get past you you know there's there's been a few games over the release over the past few years as patches where i've just been like wow that that came out of left field uh in terms of you know being something that was on my radar but yeah, no, I love the fact that uh you're deep into the the Dreamcast stuff, Derek, uh because that means that um we're getting a lot of great stuff. But did did you remind me? Did you finish Cool Cool Tune? Was that wrapped up or was that still being worked on?
2: Still being worked on, but still it's being... very close.
0: There's another one that you Yeah, exactly. So Another
2: SNK game too.
0: Super lucky. Oh. We're super lucky. <laughs>
2: We're just working on the cease and desist or really trying to get to like maximum threshold here there you go so yeah fair, fair. <laughs> hey, you know what I,
1: you know what I'm be as loud as a possible. lot of people are a lot of people are saying they want like you know the uh, the say gaga they want their rent to here I mean well we got rich here now but like there's the one that I really want that I don't know anyone's talking about but I think that should be a thing comic
2: party. Mm. Oh yes. man, Lewis loves. The... Yeah, go ahead, Lewis.
3: <laughs> I'll just yeah, it's it's a management game visual mm-hmm. novel where you you make Daljin manga and sell it at conventions. I mean, it's um, just that concept alone hooked me. I was like, I need to play this. And uh, I don't know. I think I think they'll do it one day, maybe.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'd... if anybody's doing it, hit me up because I want to help out on that. Because would love to help out on
2: something like that. Has Sega uh, Gaga uh,
0: received in English? Yeah.
2: No, sadly, no, that's, not yet. That's like the white whale that everybody clamors for, but it is being worked on. It is being worked on. Okay, I, um, I seem to remember. Constantly, yeah, I seem to <laughs> that's, remember that's that. The, uh, is that
1: the Princess Crown? The, yeah, it's <laughs> the Princess Crown. Of the, I was gonna say the Princess Crown of the Dreamcast. Yeah, everyone like, asking for it, but at least they got uh, they got some Renta Hero down, so now people could shut up about that. Sure, yeah, true.
0: Um, but that's also yeah. so would you say Derek would you say that this is your favorite of all the projects you've worked on I mean you've worked on a lot even some soccer yes. war
2: stuff probably yes just because Incredibly rewarding it was not just to work with people like Lewis, you know, who did all the. He was our lead editor and and uh, like really made sure that everything read beautifully and was grammatically correct. Let's <laughs> um, talk about that.
0: Of... Let's talk about that. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Let's talk about Lewis's oh, no. involvement in the project and kind of like. So Lewis, what what was it like for you working on this project, and uh, and what were your favorite things about it, and what did you find the most challenging?
3: Um. Yeah, so like I, I basically have fallen into like editing like throughout my life for some reason. Like I, you know, I, I used to have like, you know, friends and we'd share our our writing, like fiction writing, and and edit each other's and and give proofreading feedback. And um, you know, obviously I edit articles for the Junkyard. It's just like I kind of feel like all I'm doing is editing most of the time. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm editing podcasts and. Yeah, exactly. Edits, always editing. And um, so Derek actually came on a Dream Pod, and him and Burnt Ends were talking about um, the, the Sakura Wars Columns 2 translation. And, um, Sack Wars. Is, is that how we pronounce it?
0: Yeah,
1: Sakura Sack Wars. Wars. Sack
3: Wars. Sack Wars. Okay. But um, yeah, and they. The, the way they were discussing the kind of assembly line process of you know taking the translator's translation and then editing it to i guess make it a little bit more um you know natural sounding and um that kind of thing and 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 i kind of thought like oh i, I do that with my friend's work you know maybe they, they've written a uh, uh a, a line of dialogue for a character in their, their story and i say oh could they maybe say it slightly like this you know and obviously i, I love visual novels like i've always i've always enjoyed them and um i knew about nakaruru because uh, my friend mike from the dreamcast junkyard he's like heavy into the collecting we were talking all about the
0: <laughs> yeah that's
1: and an he, 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 he,
3: his collection's incredible um didn't but he, he, he of, like, was didn't he write,
1: like two guidebooks already at this point
3: yeah, Eater Z coming soon. There you go, I'm plugging it. <laughs> soon. But um
1: first in line to get my copy. I already have the original one in my uh in my uh in my magazine closet, so nice.
3: Amazing. Uh, yeah. I actually lost mine, so yeah, uh, that's that's kind of bad seeing as I'm part outrage of the junkyard. I'll trade you. Know, but... you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um I'll, I'll trade you one of those Sega Saturn pillows for it. But yeah, um <laughs> Yeah, um so so he he made me aware of nakaruru because he was talking about in japan all these visual novels i don't know if it was a way to to get people to to get the get them over maybe the pc version um and so a lot of them come in these like almost it's like a collector's edition but it's the standard edition so nakaruru only version of it has a figurine packaged in with it and so he was telling me all about that and I was like he was saying it was Samurai Showdown visual novel I'm like what like that's really cool and I, I kind of looked into it and I, I really liked the setting like the sort of winter setting and that kind of thing and um it kind of gave you a heartfelt vibe from the music and that kind of thing obviously I couldn't really tell a lot of what was going on and, and when Derek was sort of in this was telling me all about how they do these translations i said oh you know i'd love to maybe join you for a translation in the future um and he went oh i'm looking into visual novels I went, oh i like the sound of that and then he went oh oh and then he came to me with Nakarura and i was like sign me up like i am i am there <laughs> you know i i want to edit this so um and it's yeah it was great um It was a lot like a long process and, you know, um, I I think the only challenge I suppose on my, my end was just having the, the time to dedicate to everything. Um, you know, making sure I, I, you know, got on those documents and was, was, uh, doing consistent editing as much as I could, um, when I could, um, one of the more amusing challenges was the, uh, the fact that I'm English and everyone else, um, was, uh, I, I at least I think everyone's like American on um, I don't know about Duralum and Derek, but I keep
1: uh, adding U's and stuff and spe- spelling theater wrong in the in the translation.
3: Yeah, I, I definitely at first I've I got I got into spelling color like C O L O R and Col- stuff Col- like L-O-R? that, but <laughs> yeah, um, and there was like a lot of times where I had to say Derek, do you say this phrase in America, um, and he was had to like, say yes or no. Like,
1: it's like just like a text, can I, I need to go to the loo, I'll be right back, back, back bird. Yeah. Like you guys say that all the um, time, right?
3: Yes, yeah, that is, that is true. Um, yeah, and uh, so, so there's a lot of that. There was also a room reverse, so Derek had Rimaru say, um, what am I chopped liver? And I was like, what the hell have you you written? <laughs> yeah i do not like i remember that. I was like i was like what is this morbid thing yeah. about chopped liver like you, you've got her saying that and... terminology yeah no like i never i think eminem says it in one of his songs like he read, he says something like that and then afterwards i was like oh i get that lyric now but like well, it um... could be
1: worse he could be talking about he could have been talking about flushing and that so people yeah. a little worse
3: yeah <laughs> sadly I, I yeah yeah anyway moving on um yeah so <laughs> so um yeah um derek um yeah derek explained to me what what uh chop what am i chop liver made min means <laughs> and mm-hmm. now i understand but um there was lo- loads of those back and forths and is this a Britishism that you've inserted here? It's like, oh no, sorry.
1: I just assumed yeah, people sounds That sounds sound like, sound like something Derek would say, what am I, chop liver?
0: Yeah, I swear but to God, he said that. You do that it with the New before. York
2: accent, though.
0: What am I? Yeah, what
2: am I, chop, chop liver? <laughs> oh my gosh, that was horrible. Yeah, it was horrible <laughs> too fast. I'm, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm a West Coaster. I, I can't do a New York I'm accent. Just you.
2: you. Know I love you, Dave. Yeah, same. <laughs> No, I. I but like, I love yeah, you. Uh... I don't
0: love myself. But
1: <laughs> oh, that reminds me, I'm going out to New York in like a week. I probably should
0: have mentioned that. Yeah. yeah, you should have. You guys got to meet pro- up.
1: I probably should have said that to Derek. I don't know if he's. Are you in New York? You're still in New York? Yes, right I'm Derek. still here. Okay, we'll have to hit up you, me, you, me, and Bob. We'll have to get a drink. Uh, Figure at a day to meet up. I don't know what time. What I I even talked to Bob about that. I had just been so busy. I haven't even told anybody about my plan. So. Uh, not yeah, in New York
2: not... anymore, but he's not credibly far away, but he's at least a couple hours right? by car. Huh? Didn't he move to Queens? Oh, I will not disclose, but it's a two-hour car ride. Okay, I I, I,
1: I, yeah, because I could have sworn it was somewhere in Queens, but I could yeah. be wrong. I probably am, but uh, but yeah, because uh, I think you talked about it on the podcast, but either way, that's, yeah, we'll figure something out probably. Two-hour hour car ride at least is
0: nothing here. But uh, if there's traffic then then yeah that's bad but uh we'll sync something up we'll have a have a drink off or something.
1: We'll see whose livers go go out first. Whose chopped livers
2: something at a... uh <laughs> yeah <We'll> right <laughs> shop. yeah be something at um, um is it a video games new york or like that brooklyn arcade that he goes to sometimes all those guys. Yeah. Yeah, we'll I'll, I'll message
1: there. I'll message him and I'll see what's going on. Yeah. Worst case I'll hang with you and we can Hit up Brooklyn video games or something. I actually don't know. I I I don't want to disclose locations, but in Brooklyn. Okay, so you are in the city.
2: Okay. Me? No, no, no. I'm on Staten Island. I I don't hide that. Um, no. I thought you were joking about Brooklyn video games. Like, I don't want to disclose this location, but it might be in Brooklyn. I thought that's what. Oh, you Oh no, I meant about. where you lived. Okay, yeah. Oh no no, An Island. Okay. Um, yeah. So what Lewis was talking about the. Uh, editing process and just I mean these each of the little sub scenes that I broke off into little documents I mean they they must have taken Lewis what like five or more evolutions or revisions from the first initial translation to what you see now or more even I mean it just kept on going yeah. some you know, some lines
3: understand- yeah uh, I was just gonna say Derek some lines uh, me and you would go back for like an hour back and forth mm. like trying to figure out one single line maybe not an hour usually we'd we'd get it in half an hour but you know when you're play testing and you see something you're like oh hey let's discuss this and then you, you've got your dreamcast on pause like and you're like i like you know <laughs> i've just spent a half an hour discussing one line <laughs> of all these lines so it, it could be quite a long process but you know what like the whole team was incredibly patient and helpful throughout and yeah, the translators were great. You know, if we needed any tips on on maybe a better way to say something, but yeah, so it's it's been it been amazing.
0: That's awesome. Who's the yeah. witch piggy? What, what, Additional translators, witch piggy
2: or piggy? Uh, this was somebody when I made the open call. <clears throat> Excuse me. They got in touch, and um, uh, English is not their first language. But okay. they were a huge, huge SNK and Samurai Showdown fan. I got so you. They, they came along and they weren't necessarily the right fit for the actual translation. They did mm-hmm. help with some of that, though, but for all of the pure Samurai Showdown references, um, some of the, I want to call it like continuity between established lore even though it's kind of shallow and then like what the game does which by the way it it deviates quite a bit in a number of areas from the established lore uh, but they came in and helped a lot with that um so basically franchise
0: context Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. interesting
3: the funny thing about about it is like samurai showdown when it was they translated a lot of these names originally and they've kind of kept with them in the law, like names of attacks and moves and stuff, like Duralumin found that really they're not the best way to say those possibly in English, mm-hmm. but we kind of wanted to honor the original kind of translations that the fans are familiar with rather than being like clever about it. Like we're going to say this better than you kind of. So well, there is a few bits that we kind of kept in to honor the law, I guess.
1: That's pretty cool, though. Cool. I'm glad that that you're able to get something like that on the project. Just that that knows all the SNK ins and outs and can actually beat uh, beat some of those SNK bosses. That makes me want to smash my SNK to a million pieces or my Neo Geo to a million pieces. It's good you can get people like that that don't
0: smash it because they're actually good in the games. Speaking of Sam's show, I hope that somebody is able to translate the RPG on the Saturn. I know it's been translated on
2: the Neo Geo, but uh, it'd be nice being retranslate. There's a there's a crummy, like uh, semi machine translated English version based on the French version on Neo Geo CD. Right. Um, but it's being retranslated. I've played it. It's not great. Like that's no, but the new version new Version is going to be uh good. This guy named uh Ice of Reason and a few other people are working on it. It's going to definitely be high quality when, when it's for Neo ready. CD or for Saturn? Yeah. Oh, for Neo Geo for CD, Neo Geo, Saturn. Okay. yeah. I don't know about that. I would love hey, as long as we can get it on one console, it's <laughs> yeah. good enough for me. I
0: mean, I, yeah, sure. I'll take I'm it not picky. on my I have, yeah, I'll play it on my CD, but uh, but it would be great if we got it on the Saturn too. But again, you know, uh. I'm not going to be the one to do it, so I should just shut my mouth, you know. But yeah, I'll throw you, you under know. The bus, Dave. Yeah. What? I'll throw you under the You'll bus. Throw, yeah, Pat's happy to throw me under the bus.
1: Right um, underneath, underneath it, back up a couple times. Well, that's I awesome
2: too. By the way, Danthrax, who's on here, you see his name listed under I, like graphic I, existence. That's right. He, yeah. So the the VMU icon that you see when you actually play. Yeah. Um. It just has little Nakuru's little anime girl cutesy face, and then it had name name written, her name written in Japanese. He he did the uh, the little stylized text to put it in English. You don't see it there. It's you like when you're actually okay. playing the game, you'll see it. Um, but he nice. did that, <laughs> and somebody else uh, goes by Nico. The actual logo. So the first draft I did is. It was okay, but the one they did actually really matches the aesthetic of the original. Nice. Now I'm worried yeah.
1: to I'm going to load up this uh this this one you gave me to test out and it's going to be, I'll let the VMU just says fuck you, Pat.
2: That's a special edition, come on. <laughs> That's a special fuck you edition.
0: So you got, you have a bunch of other folks on here as well. Lacquerware, Esperknight, Snowy Aria, mm-hmm. Vincent NL. Did Lacquerware do some localization stuff with you guys or just kind of provide more support? S-
2: yeah, You know, he's got a psychology degree, so no, but um, he I got to say, uh, times. yeah, <laughs> there was one instance of um, uh, so part of that, like, learn the lyrics mini game, mm-hmm. yeah, even even the Japanese native speaking player when they encounter quote-unquote secret song of Nakurus, it's complete gibberish because it's sung in ainu and then as they go to each of these learn the lyrics minigames as the game progresses mm-hmm. you learn what it means in japanese and in our version you know you learn what it means in english but there was uh i was having trouble finding even um uh like a japanese transcription of some of this and uh he found it was like some old Japanese like uh, forum somewhere where they were talking about it. And he linked me to it and gave me like a little explanation on what they were, t- you know, what they were saying in the forum. Um, and it was like a big turning point in understanding these games better. So I just wanted to honor that contribution of his.
1: Cool. I was imagining him like, a like lane from seer experiments lane, just going through, going through the internet, just like going through old Japanese forums that are like, and like '90s font, and just like going through there and finding like the picking out the little details and stuff.
2: That's exactly what he does, just like that.
1: I gotcha. <laughs> Except the rest of them probably the whole psychological thing.
2: Good show, by the way.
1: Great show. I, I can't yeah, wait so, to watch that again.
0: So it's out, That's and me. folks can download it now. Uh, there's a patch link at the bottom. Patched. Right here. It's gonna. I mean, I could probably
1: make a patched article about it.
0: So how are they, uh, how are they doing this? Uh, where, oh, that's the readme. Very me, carefully. And then, uh, okay, C, right so it's there. a CDI. Right there. Okay, GDI or CDI. Got it. Cool.
1: Dude, we just got the biggest compliment. The show we're always reminds me of Space Coast, Coast to Coast. Heck yeah, that's a big compliment. I love that nice. show. Take it.
0: Uh, so, and it works on all ODEs? Yes. Mode,
1: yeah, uh, but
2: there's... GDMU it's two things to consider one thing to consider i guess um issue it has uh, is um way that it reads in texture data in between some scene transitions you'll notice the on-screen character flicker slightly before they fade away with the scene transition Mm. so this has to do with ode's or emulators Reading data faster or streaming data faster than an original GD-ROM would have intended. Okay. So on the mode, you can drop this little config file into the folder with the game, which I I gave to Pat ahead of time, and he better have done it. Yeah. Don't <laughs> the
0: worry. GD-
1: I've, I've already. I've already. All right. Put on all the right.
2: To make sure someone's someone's got to keep track of you, Pat. Come on. <laughs> I know. Um, so so that basically day. forces. <laughs> <laughs> that basically forces mode to, to use original GD-ROM uh, data read speeds. And then for GDMU above, fortunately, the mass of people out there who are using GDMU clones, mm-hmm. if they are the, call them like the original clones. Right. There's nothing you can do to mitigate this little texture flicker thing. But mm-hmm. if you're using a 5.20 clone or an authentic GDMU, have two options. One is update to 5.20.5. I worked with uh, in to actually add this game to the hard-coded optimal timings. Okay. Um, or they can uh, drop a little um, line into their GDMU.ini file, and it'll force the GDMU to to read uh, at original GD-ROM speeds. Again, that's only if you're using 5.20 clone or an authentic GDMU. Do you have that option? And USB GD ROM doesn't need any of that. It just works perfectly, and it also doesn't matter if you're using a, a burn disc; it'll also work perfectly. So hmm. The only things to consider. Okay, so
0: forget it, right? With the mode, though, doesn't the mode doesn't the mode have a menu option where you can read at the regular speed, or or you can go fast? Like, did, am I misremembering that, Derek?
2: Oh, no, you're correct. You're correct. So the thing with that is. If you globally set um, GD GD ROM seek time emulation mm-hmm. you are going to affect the performance of atomus wave conversions and you're also not going to get the added benefit of faster loading times. So considering most mode users are gonna just try to get as much performance as they can in terms of load times, this mm-hmm. will localize these settings to just the game itself. And I, I believe see. One of these also is not available in the global settings. I forget which of these two flags. I figured this out like two years ago. I don't remember now. I think one of these you can't actually set in the UI menu.
0: Okay, so just to clarify, if I was okay with the flicker, the game would benefit from from increased loading speed, but it would have the flicker?
2: Yeah, but the load times there's really none to speak of anyway. So I wouldn't even if I was using a mode, I would 100% drop you, this config file in 100%. And so
0: essentially, you can have everything else on quick load speed globally, and then this Perfect. one game will be affected, is what you're saying? Okay, all right. Uh, you could so yeah, sounds good. And then uh, again, I guess the USB GD ROM folks win because they don't have any issues. But <laughs> <laughs> do you have one of those? I guess you do, right? Because yeah. you were testing it out, yes. yeah.
2: And that little photo is of, it's, oh, yeah. uh, that's um, from my kitchen table. <laughs> the
0: entire collection right there, nice.
2: Ooh. Uh, this is why I shamelessly ask for donations now. I never did before, but... Now he does. Oh, my there serial number! Someone's gonna register. Oh, oh, Someone's oh. gonna register. I'm just kidding. It's already registered. It's already there you go. registered. There you go. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah.
1: Getting banned.
2: Getting banned. But so, yeah, I totally uh, did not realize I awesome. forgot
1: that config file and had to re add it while I was what Dave was talking. That totally did not happen,
0: right? right. totally did not happen.
2: We'll <laughs> go, Patrick.
0: We'll just pretend <laughs> that uh, he had it all along. Uh, well, I, uh, I was a smart man. We are kind of running up on time for the show, and Pat's going to do a stream in the, in the second hour. I guess we can't call it the second hour though, because we went over four o'clock. So, uh, I will talk briefly the second about 15
1: minutes or so. I mean. I'm not sure how... I mean, I imagine it's going to be us kind of the config and playing a little bit of the game. I'm not sure
0: how much you want to show off on the thing because we want people to play it, so... Okay. So, we did get... Uh, Pat, have you gotten yours yet? Uh, your, I your haven't. Beat, I checked the, the mail, and I, thought, okay. I
1: thought it was... I thought I got it, and it actually was a a a birthday card uh, for my friend's dad.
0: Okay, man. Well...
1: Yeah, I thought it was like... I opened it up, and it was like, oh, it's like from... Some birthday card like, from this Aw. company.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I was, I was, I was like Amazon gift card. I don't want that. Pat's is on the way, but uh, so we did have, I did have a chance to test this out over the week. Uh, this uh, humble bazooka Saturn BT, and folks that are familiar with the BT line of products will know that they they typically come in like this 3D printed enclosure. It's basically like filament. Uh, what is it called fused filament um and and it's it, it they've been fine you know they work great but this new um this new really rugged uh basically injection molded enclosure provides a really snug fit so it doesn't put any kind of it mitigates any stress on the connector or the solder joints on the saturn control ports that's something that some folks are concerned about um the whole yeah, thing is I'm like very sure snug i don't really i don't like the snug fits to be honest but you know i i prefer if it, it if i prefer tight, it to something know. that's like this but that's the thing is it's not yeah. it's not so snug that it's like a death grip like i just pulled it out no problem one hand what um, yeah. no I, i'm i'm really good at doing that okay so <laughs> 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 and i mean you know i i walked right into that but uh, so <laughs> but uh so it's fine like it's 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 the build quality is great um, of course, it's based on Blue Retro, which has been working on for a long time and constantly receives updates. So, I mean, that that's awesome. That's part of the reason why it basically, from a latency's perspective, it basically feels like using a 2.4 gigahertz wireless controller. Like, it is just as fast. I wouldn't say, I don't know if I would say it's faster, but it like, whereas Bluetooth controllers, Bluetooth receivers used to underperform compared to 2.4 gigahertz this feels like using a switch pro controller on the switch you know and again it, it actually feels like that in terms of connectivity and pairing as well because you basically put it in your saturn fire up your saturn and it, as as soon as you press the home button on whatever modern bluetooth controller you happen to be using with it, it just picks it up you know and it's just like paired in most cases I did not even have to press the pairing button to get it to pair. It just starts up in discovery mode and advertises itself as a game controller receiver. And then they do the thing, you know, um, if you're using, it an ol- it <laughs> yeah, it, if you're, do if you're using a, a much older Bluetooth controller with an older Bluetooth standard, you may have to jump through the, you know, pairing hoops and stuff like that. But even then it's, not nearly as frustrating as like the early days when we were trying to pair what is it the the retro controllers you know uh, th- and of course those were 2.4 gigahertz i can't i don't actually have a uh, a bluetooth retro bit controller but with the 2.4 gigahertz controllers i remember spending quite a few i have like three of them <laughs> i can send you one if you want send me one so i can stack it up against this but i mean from i'm already aware uh because other (laughs) folks have done latency tests on those that they're con you know that they kind of are not as fast this this is super fast for bluetooth you know and i mean again that's in that's thanks to to blue retro and uh and and darth cloud um what i will say is this um so let's see i i i uh i use it with a couple different controllers the one that i like to use the most is the controller that's newest to me and that's the the zen pro because it's got the hall sensors in it and it's got really good connectivity it works great on the switch this this controller is essentially built for switch but it also supports x input it supports android and it also supports uh direct input um so i use it for switch gaming all the time and it's above and beyond it's much better than the switch pro controller in my opinion but that is my opinion it, uh, a lot of folks really like the feel of the switch pro controller but again that uses like traditional volume sensors and they do wear out over time they are subject to uh drift stick drift or whatever you're gonna make a sexual joke about that that no. anyway uh, okay <laughs> but you're thinking about it aren't you you're like let's I'm see thinking how. about drifting away from you okay <laughs> you know it's like bye Okay. Or all that right.
1: Way. Other way, drifting away that way.
0: Yeah, uh, drifting apart. So I did a video. I I sat down and um, well, so Knight suggested I really need to you know do back to back comparisons between this and the uh, 3D control pad, the original 3D control pad. And I did. I didn't. I didn't put that into a like a long video or anything like that. But I did play Knights with the 3D control pad and with this back to back. And there is absolutely no, uh, I can't like sugarcoat it or anything like that. There is really, this thing is matchless. The 3D analog control pad is matchless. And and I think mm-hmm. that the, the most obvious reason for that is because it has very, very proprietary hardware inside. It's got a CPU that, like I've said before, uses an algorithm and uh, it interprets input in a very specific way. You can read controller inputs from this thing, but without that CPU, you're really not gonna be able to get a one-to-one. So, you know, something like the something like the uh, wireless Zen controller does a really, really good job. It has it still has the magnetic hall sensors for the sticks. There's no contact. It's not subject to stick drift. But again, um, it, it, I don't know exactly know how it's implementing the analog. It feels. It feels amazing. It feels great for what it is, but it is not one to one with the 3D control analog control pad. This thing is so just still still no uh, dedicated replacement for speed running on nights. No, 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 no. It, it, if you're gonna play competitively, you gotta go. Wi- well, first of all, you just gotta go wired because we all know, no matter how fast it is, there's still some latency. Whereas yeah. with wired, there's no latency. So if you're doing anything competitive, speed runs or uh, score attacks, you. I wouldn't recommend anybody uh, do wireless, but if you're just trying to have fun, if you're just playing, I mean, like, if you're just having fun with nights or you're having fun with racing games or almost any other game genre where you don't really need Twitch gameplay, this uh, works amazing. Even on Croc, for example. Croc is not a game where, I I mean, the the analog control worked amazing. There is a caveat, and I, um, like, I mean, I, I have to say this, you know, is that while I was playing nights... I did notice intermittent dropout. And by dropout, I... Oh, that's not good. That's not good. Um, So I'm talking about two and a half feet. two I'm sitting here on the couch and my satin is right there, right? So two and a half feet, maybe three feet max line of sight between this and my controller, right? Nothing in the way. And this is the same controller that I use on my Switch almost daily. I don't have any problem issues with it. It's a brand new controller. But playing nights... I'm doing a speed run here or I'm doing like a score attack and you can watch it in this video every once in a while I get a dropout where I just lose control and Knights goes flying into the ceiling or he goes flying into the floor, basically whatever direction you were pressing before it drops out. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it picks up after like a half second or a, a, a sp- between a half second to a second of dropout. Right. And then, and then it's back and you're controlling and it feels great. Right. But, um, that intermittent dropout, kind of hampers any kind of competitive gameplay that you could be doing you know like i i missed a few i missed a few uh uh a few rings or a few links that i needed you know during during that run and you'll see it in the video it happens to me and i wasn't even expecting it but there it, it happens and it's and i made sure that it wasn't just the controller like so i i tested the joy cons i tested uh ps3 controller so i tested a couple different controllers to make and i was able to uh, replicate the 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 dropout but it's random, you know, it's not like I can do it on command, but it just happens randomly every once in a while. So I'm hoping it's something that they can look at. I, um, I haven't had or experienced any dropout on the digital side. This is only on the analog side of things. So I don't know. Um, but I kind of feel like I have to disclose that of course. And, uh, aside from that, aside from that, it feels great. Like it really does. I would, I, I, I think I went on record saying it was like 85 to 90% uh of what i'm used to with the 3d analog control pad wired you or know you so
1: compare it to the retro bit uh, analog controllers we try to well PRG. i think
0: that i think you made me think twice about that comparison i think that that's not a fair comparison because a we uh it took me 10 minutes just to get used to the tiny little alp sticks that uh, it, yeah. they're basically like switch sticks it's so so that feels weird because um again it's a time your your fingers are only moving a tiny bit but knights is doing a huge pair loop on the screen I'm used to more travel with the 3D control pad. So, f- first of all, you have to become accustomed to that. And then second of all, it was on a very bad pound cable. Like, they, they were using, like, a, a really cheap... I, I don't think it was a pound cable, but it was something like that. You know, something like a cheap HDMI solution uh, plugged yeah. into a cheap Android tablet, right, that they had on the floor there. Uh, so, put all that together, and it's just not a fair comparison. Like, I need to I need to be able to compare apples and apples so um i'm gonna have to wait for you know the the retro bit pad to come out to be able to actually say definitively test it on a crt with uh no latency you know just a line doubler And uh, that way i know for sure because it's not responsible for me to say anything else all i know is um at prge i was happy with what i was feeling with the with the um with the retro bit pads all things considered but again like we knew that we knew that they're they're using the alps uh you know volume sensor sticks which i'm not a big fan of i've had to replace my own in in the switch you know i've had to replace at least one of those sticks um mm. or at least do like the recalibration you know that you do in the um and uh and uh, you know that night night made a good uh a good point here we're not even positive that um it is analog yet <laughs> analog in so much as it's actually true analog and not just um you know taking digital uh, you know basically using the analog sticks and just having like a bunch of digital input right so i yeah. mean as far as this receiver goes though and um my analog controller it feels great like uh like moving knights around feels great it's just that i can't get his movement as tight i can't get it as tight and as accurate As as I can with the 3D control pad, and again, I think that just really comes down to how proprietary the 3D control pad is. Now that said, um, based on work from Gaming and Jenkos, and again, uh, shouts to Derek for providing this video. But based on work from Gaming and Jenkos, which we've talked about over the past couple years, and then uh, Humble Bazooka has plans to bring to market uh, a receiver, or sorry, a transmitter for the 3D control pad now now with that i wonder like so with that you do have the bespoke hardware you do have the cpu in here if it's able to grab that and out and you know send it to the to the receiver in a way that um reserves all of the information you know then really all you'd be dealing with is a bit of latency you know but you'd have uh that you know what did he call it a like complicated curve or whatever for the input you'd have that you'd have that proprietary input information uh that kenji tasaki was talking about with with the 3d control pad that kind of makes it so unique so this is another great uh option that folks will have it sounds like he's definitely dedicated to bringing this to market there just hasn't been a date mentioned it's just uh something that he's planning on doing it's in the works it's in the works and we have you can see right here uh derek demonstrates like uh you you see the way that knights is moving though it does there is like this granular control it's just it's really really granular control Mm -hmm. versus uh versus what you get (laughs) from you know um have you played have you played uh like the ps2 version of knights with the playstation 2 controllers or the steam version well folks folks who have played like the playstation 2 version or the steam version um you know they they may already have an idea of what to expect um the windows version i know knights moves in like a square he like moves in like a box that's not what this is like at all you can do proper pair loops you can do a lot of Just check out the video that I posted. You'll you'll see basically what you can expect. Um, As far as configuration goes, you're using a web portal right now. It's really easy to do, Uh, so it's not that big. It is kind of a pain in the ass, and it will be great when there's, like, a button combo to just switch it between, uh, you know, gamepad and gamepad alt. Um, But that said, this configuration also lets you switch to keyboard or mouse. So – and Derek provided another video uh, demonstrating how – basically he's got a like an older prototype of the saturn bt but here he is playing police knots with a mouse bluetooth there you go uh controlling uh police knots with the mouse so if you don't own a you know really proprietary uh what is it satellite mouse or saturn mouse do you you, want to use an actual good mouse you want to use an actual good mouse uh then there you go you can you can play uh you can play mist with a mouse or you can play Police knots with a mouse. There I wonder you go. if they can get it set up for a keyboard though? That'd be kind of sweet. I mean, uh, yeah. So I mean, it uh, it supports keyboard, right? Uh, it, it it There is a setting. There is a there's a mode configuration for a keyboard. So I was thinking, like, what if you plug it into and I'm going to test that out. I uh, I do have a Bluetooth keyboard, and I didn't think about that, but I'm going to test that out with uh, X Band. So plug it into the number two slot, right? And then uh, put it in keyboard mode and see if that well, works. Speaking of number two, that's 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 expand to key number two. You you what did you say?
1: That was a really bad joke. I was like you saying you just went so fast. That exactly
0: number two. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, it was a poop joke. Yeah, it was a poop joke. It was just you <laughs> you spoke quickly and I I, I, I am not bespoke. Uh, Stone Age Gamer will have it on sale for thirty nine ninety nine. I think Dan already reported on these. Uh, on on this stuff last week, but essentially it'll go on sale uh, for thirty nine ninety nine or thirty nine ninety eight in uh, from eight bit mods over in the UK, uh, and folks get this like smoke dark smoke uh, color like is like it's that's cool it's, yeah it is cool it's translucent to a degree so look at this this picture kind of shows a little bit more like how translucent it is but uh, in the pictures that they have online it looks a bit oh there it there it seems translucent as well uh but again might have
2: the earlier injection molded they uh, might like yeah. I do. Uh well they mine have is... yeah the yours mod... clear or yours is dark?
0: Yeah so my mine is a mine is a prototype that is clear and yeah. it actually has Sagata on it which I think they they did away with that just for mm. to be safe. Um but, just so I don't get copyrights str- but this the, the just the picture str- here that uh 8-bit mods has it's quite a bit it almost looks black uh, which is I don't think that that's what it's gonna be it's going it did say that it's gonna be like a smoke color so anyway um you know how much black much blacker you can get not none more black get none more black so definitely there will be firmware updates. Uh, definitely there will the plan is to have some kind of a a button combination to switch between modes Um, so that'll be great Um, it's very low latency lower than any project like this that I've seen Uh, I did it is. It is essentially very, very similar to what. It, what was it? The the retro Rosetta, of course, because that's based yeah, on Blue much, Retro yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, I want to see what you think though when you get it, uh, because you've already used the Retro Rosetta quite a bit, right? Uh, Mr. am it's going to be the same thing almost. Well, I mean, you know, essentially, you can fit it in your pocket though. You can't fit the Retro Rosetta in your pocket, right? So I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, I can. Y- you can. Yeah. You're gonna. You're gonna have a big bulge in your pocket. That's what she said. I mean, but, uh, it's not
1: like I don't have one already.
0: Okay, but uh, but but seriously, the the point of the retro Rosetta, the point of the retro Rosetta is that you need to get you you have a header there, and you could get more cables, and you can make it like a multiple. See, fit right
1: in my pocket. Yeah. Okay. Pull out
0: the pocket. Go. Okay. Um. You win. You win the the, the
1: argument.
0: i know i know uh let's see that's here why i did it i don't think uh i don't know did was there anything else that we needed to talk about about this thing i guess uh if if you wanna if you want to be able to uh use any controller any bluetooth controller i should say not not a 2.4 gigahertz but any bluetooth controller with saturn um that you might have lying around pick up one of these for 40 bucks uh do you think that's a good price what do you think pat do you think that uh, thirty nine ninety nine is a good price for this, or do you think it's a bit on the high tw- side?
1: I would have went twenty nine ninety nine myself, but I think uh, I think with all the technology, it's probably worth the price point. So
0: I'm right Especially there with you... you. I feel yeah, like but... twenty nine ninety nine is a more palatable price point for this. Although I will say that a portion of every sale of this goes to uh, Jacques, uh, Gagnon, Darth Cloud from the Blue Retro project. So, a portion yeah. of every sa- sale will actually go to that project to help, you know, support it, uh, further development. So, yeah, that's and, a good and thing. I do
1: feel bad because, like, I don't know, like, because I know there's a lot of, <coughs> sorry, like doing the magazines and stuff. We went through all that. So, maybe it, the only way to be profitable was to put it at that price point, you know?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really know. And, Inge- Jack, night i was just gonna say that injection molding was probably the biggest thing but again um yeah so i don't want to i don't i don't want to dunk on
1: president saying that it'd probably be, let me look find at a something way to get the 29.99 i think that'd be more of a more of a good price more of a more like a jump on it price but, to okay me, but.
0: so here's the thing though injection molding that's what i was thinking right but then the neo bt was 49.99 it was forty nine ninety nine, dollars so 50 bucks for the Neo Geo BT. And You'd think it,
1: it'd be cheaper because a DB-15 is pretty easy to find.
0: And it used the, uh, what's it called? It used the filament, fused filament, like 3D printing. So, like, this is the first one that uses injection molding, so I'm not exactly sure. I'm not exactly sure the why. Reasoning.
1: But anyway... You'd think the Neo Geo one would be cheaper, though, because you just, like, it's like the... It's like just like connector DB15. You can find it anywhere. You could throw a stone and find a DB15 connector. So I'm not sure. Yeah. Maybe the end of the adapter was
0: somehow more expensive than the the Saturn one. But
1: all in all,
0: all in all, I'm impressed by how quickly the it connects. Um, how easy it is to use. I just I was just little. Taken aback by the dropout that I was having and pretty I don't want to say consistently but just intermittently and it would happen like it it was guaranteed to happen each time I did like a night's run it was guaranteed to happen at least once sometimes twice or three times so like that's hard to it's hard to overlook that. Um, because again, like for half a second to a second, I just couldn't control the character. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. you know, so I think that that's, de- it definitely comes down to the, the analog data stream. I don't exactly know. Cause I don't get any of that when I'm playing like a shmup or something like that. Like I have constant input and I didn't experience any dropout on the digital side. So I'm, it's above my pay grade to know why that is, but definitely, um, letting humble bazooka know and something that they should look at uh because i'm sure that you know it can be fixed through a firmware update uh excited for the i'm excited for the the uh transmitter as well for the 3d control pad and can't wait for that to come out because i i will be on that thing so quick uh just because of uh How cool it is Derek. I'm uh, you're still here. You want to talk about that real quick? Just say uh, like you got to you got to test it hands-on, right?
2: Yeah, it's sitting Next to me right now charging the little uh, lipo battery I got for it So (laughs) you're just powering it via USB right in that
0: video you're just because it doesn't have a battery pack yet, right? Was the day it arrived, yes. So it's just a little USB power brick. But you're not, um, it's not communicating over USB, right? It's just, that's just for power, right? Correct, correct. Okay. And would you I say, bet I've got the battery. So, so I mean, I don't know how much of a uh, Knights player you are, but like, what would you say? It feels really good. It's one thing to see it, but it's another thing to,
2: to have you say, you know, like what it feels like. Yeah. Well, I'll say that I played Knights yesterday for at least at least an hour and a half and I thought it was incredible. not like a, you know, hardcore hardcore Knights player, but sure. played it a lot over the years, um a lot. And right. yeah, it was it was incredible. I didn't get any dropout like you were describing, which strange that even that was even happening to you to be honest. Um yeah, I didn't get any dropout and it just felt so it, it's felt natural you know hmm. then
1: it's um a california thing like every california that's a drop the bluetooth, <laughs> the bluetooth connection every couple of seconds because of uh
0: reasons well you know like i yeah i <clears throat> i realized that by by saying that by disclosing that i i don't want i'm not like i don't want to cause trouble for humble <laughs> bazooka but at the same time oh, it's no. like I, I i have to say like i have to it's in the video right so people are gonna people are going to notice it and they're going to ask, like, what's that all about, you know? Um, so I don't know why. It, and again, you know, I'll continue to to play with it and test it and, of course, apply any firmware updates that come down the pipe. But, yeah, like, uh, I, I'm interested to see what Pat's experience is, too, on his end, you know? Um, but definitely, you know, I overall, I was very pleased with it and uh, I definitely recommend it. Um, I just think that that's that's one thing that little thing that I had to disclose, you know. Since again, it shows up right in the video, and I did I did multiple playthroughs actually. I recorded multiple playthroughs, and it happened in every time. It happened every time that I recorded. Um, so you know, I felt like I just had to say it anyway. <laughs>
2: You did the right thing by saying it. You can't argue with results, right? It happened. exactly. (laughs) I just can't... And 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 now that he knows
0: it, maybe he'll be able to fix it. Exactly, yeah. I'm hoping... that You know, again, like, it's hard to say, because it happened with a couple different controllers that I used, so... uh, But but you're using it with the actual 3D control pad, and um, when I was talking to Drew... So when I was talking to Drew about... uh, or or uh gaming and jenkos you know about the implementation he said that he was using like a different cuz you you got that from from G- gaming and jenkos right um yeah. so you are using his board and you're using so his transmitter and then you're using uh the humble bazooka's uh receiver and he said something about I'm trying to look at the message that he sent me that said something about like it's still using it's like I don't know. It's 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 he was able to like pull the information from the 3D control pad and um I don't know that might be the difference. I'm not sure. I don't want other people that are like competitive Knights players to kind of try mm-hmm. to to see what kind of results they get with like a PS3 controller or whatever controller they happen to be using and and let me know. But uh I, I can guess. tell
2: you there was a lot of challenges um They countered trying to get 3D controller support, not just Jinko's transmitter, but, you know, even with what you were doing Mm -hmm. uh, with that switch pad or Xbox pad. Sorry, I don't remember which it was. Yeah. Um, So there was a lot of uh, (laughs) a lot of challenges. And even Bazooka sent me a firmware update yesterday that actually fixed odd little error i was having where if either in fenrir or mode i did a full boot of a game in other words not a fast boot so mm-hmm. it would actually quote unquote power cycle to the you know the intro sequence yeah uh the 3d controller actually transmit like ghost input basically just like mashing buttons so that i would always go into the memory manager He sent me an update that fixed it, and it also fixed in-game reset not working. I was using, you know, ABC Star to try to in-game reset. I was like, oh, maybe Knights just doesn't have in-game reset, and I forgot. No, it does, (laughs) and uh, firmware update fixed it, so it's definitely work in progress. He'll send you that firmware update, or I will, just in case that affects anything, but definitely worth trying again, Dave. Definitely. I will. You know, I, of course,
0: I'm not going to, I'm going to continue, and I don't have that, so, you know, that might make a difference, um, but definitely I'll continue to use it and continue to test it with different contro- uh, different controllers and see uh, what kind of results I get. And, and again, you know, like, um, I'm really excited for the the transmitter as well because I would love to be able to use the, I would love to be able to use my 3D control pad as well um but yeah so i mean i think we should wrap it there because we got to get to to we're a little bit over stream yeah we're a little bit over and pat's gonna, gonna stream the game 20 minute stream okay <laughs>
2: apologies apologies pat uh, okay. But, okay i've got a hard stop in 20 minutes anyway so that's all i could uh, be there with you for pat <laughs> but yeah so,
1: we, can do, we can do a short playthrough of it
0: did you i guess did you want me to just roll credits and you can thank the patrons in the next part or do you want to just do that now um, i was thinking him real quick. Let's,
1: we'll start to thank him real quick, just run through that and skip the spiel about buying stuff. You guys know where you'd buy stuff from us. Uh, And like what I'd like to describe. All right, so I want to thank like the Patreons. A Murder of Crows, Emerald Nova, Johannes Fetz, Nate Lawrence, Blue95, Cerulean, uh Daniel Fredrickson, David Zaney, Derek aka team Thank you, Derek, very much. Much love, much love. Uh, Fatron Krendotaku, Jim Clash Rank, Justin, Momfus. Normal Guy, outrageous Robert Ramsey, Rowan Dish, Sega Steve, Stone Man, Trev, Theron Brown, and Young Money Swee. If you'd like to back us, you could uh, uh, back us at the $10 level and and you can get shout-out on the show. Y'all are equal benefits on our Patreon, so thank you again for watching, guys. I
0: appreciate it. Appreciate it. And uh, thanks again, uh, Derek and Lewis, for coming on the show and talking to us. Yes, thank you very much. I've already switched over to... Okay, I'm going to roll credits now. Oh, oops. Oh, <laughs> crap, I forgot. I was trying to get it ready. No, you're fine, you're fine. Until next time, we're reminding you to play your Sega Saturns in peace. Peace. Peace.